Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with National with National Women's Veterans United. Now we have a special guest today, Miss Rochelle Crump. Today is Saturday, October 9th, 2021, and October is National Breast Cancer and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. The host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, co-host, National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. So Rochelle, are you there with us? I am. Can you hear me okay? I hear you great. Nice to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. You are the founder and president. It's great to be back, for you to be back. You're the founder and president of National Women's Veterans United and also a U.S. Army veteran and Vietnam veteran. And you did something historic. You participated in something historic this week. And many people are going to be surprised that this never happened until now. Now, Illinois sent the first all-women veterans honor flight to Washington, D.C., and this actually was the first in the United States, not just the first in Illinois. Um, explain to us, first of all, what the honor flight program is about, and then tell us about this historic event. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. So, you know, as you stated, this was really a historic time for military women veterans that served during World War II, during Korean War, and also Vietnam era. And so, you know, it initially started off by, you know, a dedication highlighting the vital contributions of women in the military, you know, because too often the contributions are overlooked. And then, you know, especially sometimes in history during which women served. And so uh, a lot of the organizations, many leading veterans organizations like Pritzker Foundation and the Museum, the Honor Flight Chicago, National Women Veterans United, the Women's Memorial in Washington, D.C., uh, Allen uh, Lynch Medal uh, Honor, uh, their uh, Veterans Foundation, McCormick Foundation, uh, Illinois Chapters of the VFW, American Legion, and then also the Daughters of the American Revolution, you know, got together to basically to help facilitate this, but it all is because of one woman. I want to make sure that we give her credit for her idea, you know, and that was uh, Jenny Narset. She's a U.S. Army, I mean, a U.S. Air Force retired Vietnam-era veteran as well. And, you know, with her idea, she sparked it, and then it caught flame, and then it became history is how I put it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was initially scheduled for last year, but because of the pandemic, it was postponed uh, a year. It was supposed to be October the 6th, and we wound up having the date of October the 7th uh, for this year. And, you know, it was just really uh, epic, amazing, unbelievable, astonishing, marvelous, you know, mm-hmm. every positive word that you can think of that happened with the women who came together on that flight. I can tell you uh, we had about 12 
um, NWVU members that's the Ackerman for National Women Veterans United to participate. One of our members, she lives in Arkansas. Well, she and her husband drove up and they grabbed two other women from uh, out that uh, south way and they brought them in with them. And, you know, this was something that, you know, when you're planning things, you never know how they're going to turn out. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot right. of work is put into a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff goes on, you know. But the honor flight uh Chicago, on a flight, Chicago, I mean, they are just marvelous. I mean, I've never, ever seen such um, an organization like that, you know, that can pull out hundreds of volunteers. And, I mean, you know, they put us all in wheelchairs, you know, and I was kind of like, no, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. You know, I want (laughs) to walk. I want to walk proudly, you know. And, in fact, some of them were elderly, older than me. We could have been pushing them around, you Mm -hmm. know. But, you know, when you look at it, the dedication and commitment that people have when it comes to veterans that wasn't always there, in particular because of women. You know, a lot of times, as I mentioned, you know, we've been overlooked. We've been basically, you know, not recognized. And a lot of them kind of lost the the flavor of, you know, being proud for their service. And that's what came out of this, too. You know, the words of many of them were that, you know, they never considered themselves like a veteran would, you know, that could be honored or should be honored because they didn't feel like they did anything. And, you know, it kind of took to a point where, People just didn't even a lot of times uh, participate in a lot of things that would have honored them, you know. And, and, you know, with National Women Veterans United, we've kind of done that within our organization, created medals for them, uh, putting together our organization so that women could, you know, be a part of it. Because the one thing that we wanted to make sure was that we were not left out of history. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, you also look at the fact that, you know, there was a lot of segregation going on during that time. So you're starting off with World War II, and we can't deny, you know, that even though there were uh, other cultures involved in it, you know, and white women were not also, you know, able to do a lot of things because it was a male-dominated uh, system just like it still is. Nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. It was dominated in services that you receive from the VA. That hasn't changed. Uh, the same thing with national organizations, American Legion, DAV, VFW. None of that has changed. So, you know, having this particular uh, ex- experience is what I want to call it, you know, with the um, – on the flight Chicago and how they, you know, put things together for us and made us feel so, I mean, like we belong. It was finally like, and I told them before, I've been to the Memorial Day Parade. I was at the Vietnam Veterans Parade when it was back in, you know, back in the 70s, early 70s. I was a part of that. And I've been to Veterans Parades. I've been to a lot of parades, but never a parade where I felt that it was about me and the other women Mm. you know you go because of the domination of males you know let's face it you know you guys were in there first you know we were only brought in you know years later when they allowed us to come in you know Mm -hmm. under the uh you know you the historian under harry truman's the executive order 9981 you know that allowed you know the the segregation of uh of the uh discrimination or of you know those serving in the armed forces, as well as the integration of women, you know, being able to serve other than doing war with, you know, the uh, Roosevelt, with the 
Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at those things and you say, here we are today, we made it, we finally made it. And it was like a parade for many of us. That's what I said, you know. For me, it was, it was a parade. And here you had that woman, Betty Horseman. She was 99 years old. Mm-hmm. She had more energy than all of us put together. And she was and on I the mean, interview, <laughs> wasn't she, on the TV, on, on the yeah, uh, news? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I mean, she was deliberate in what she talked about. And the first thing she said is, I serve again. I do it again, you know. And it was so awesome to hear her, you know, say that. And then the other lady, 104 years old, uh, Josephine uh, Bogdanich is how I think Bogdanich. And, and she, you know, one thing is that 104 years, I mean, come on, you, you don't know from day to day where we're going here with this, you know. Right, right. So making sure that she was on that flight was a priority and making sure that she made it back was the ultimate uh, goal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She enjoyed it. We all win a lot of things. They did so much wonderful things for us on that. I don't want to talk about all those details because I want to make sure that if veterans have not been on that flight, that they sign up, that they go to the uh, Honor Flight, you know, Chicago, sign up because they are just a wonderful group. One of the things that we wanted to make sure was diversity. Mm-hmm. That was important to a lot of the people on the committee. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have some diversity. And that's kind of how I became involved in that committee, mm-hmm. you know, and because, you know, they knew we had the organization. They knew I'd been around, you know, in the veteran uh uh, programs and such. So, you know, they was like, okay, well, you know, Jenny said, Rochelle, we're going to really need you to, you know, work on diversity and stuff. Of course, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, when you look at it, because always you looked at on the flight and you saw those coming back, you saw it on television, you looked at all those white men that were coming back and you see a sprinkle of African American and, and definitely like one or two just of women who were brave and courageous enough to go on that flight with all those men. Mm-hmm. And, and give some um, people some, just know. a little bit of background. I'm, so the Honor Flight Program is a national program. There's a program to fly veterans, all expenses paid. So you guys pay, don't pay a dime for this. No charge Absolutely. to the vets from all over the country to Washington, D.C. And the purpose yeah. of this is so that they can visit the national memorials, the monuments that were built and dedicated to those service members who fought and died in those very conflicts. So that is so you're getting yes. these people are the women that are gone. You had 93 women from age 63, you mentioned to 104. Yeah. Serving in every conflict since World War II, going Absolutely. to Washington, D.C. to see and finally get recognition for their participation in the wars that they served and participated in. And through be told, and you can talk about this too, Rochelle, is that mm-hmm. women have always been. And, and they say, well, women uh, should be allowed in combat, not be allowed in combat. Women have always been in combat. Absolutely. Like somehow the combat misses you because you was because you got a sign on your on your on your uh, uniform evidently that says "woman don't miss me, miss me, mm-hmm. don't hit me." No, the when you go to con- you go to a conflict, everybody's in the conflict together. You the, the missiles and the bombs yeah. and the bullets don't dodge people because they're not combatants. Exactly, and it's like a slap in the face for those you know family members whose loved one didn't make it back. Mm-hmm. That's a slap in the face when they say that, mm-hmm. you know. Because, you know, I look at Simone Robinson, don't tell me that she didn't serve doing combat because she didn't make it back out of the combat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and you're absolutely right. You know, there's so much to, um, you know, how we perceive things, in particular for women, 
It's always something different for women because we were different when we went in, you know, and we were segregated from the males. And, and you know, over time, you, you became accustomed to that and you had that feeling or that theory that, no, you weren't important. You know, but now, and when you look at it now, we had a brigadier general to, you know, travel with us, you know, and, and, and it was amazing for her, you know, even as she saw all of us, you know, because she's a younger veteran and so somewhat younger. And, you know, when you look at that and she sees that her turn is going to come up next too, you know, mm-hmm. eventually she's going to be being honored. And those who are, are behind us, they will be honored, you know. And so this flight with the Honor Flight Chicago, I mean, they had connections in Washington, D.C. It just wasn't being honored here in Illinois. We were honored in Washington, D.C. as well. And we were honored across the nation because it almost hit every station. Every station. They even were talking to David Muir. Well, I was a little jealous when I heard that, you know, some of the members were talking <laughs> to him. Wow. And, you know, when you look at that, I mean, Fox News, Today Show, WLS, ABC, NBC, you know, and you look at that and you just say, you know, why did it take this long? You know, why Why does it have to take so long? I mean, we're glad and grateful that, you know, the Honor Flight Chicago bought into it off of Jenny's idea, and then they took it from there, you know. And we, we talked about it, and, and we planned a lot of things, you know, and it was really something because it was last year, and all of that's when all the hype was, you know. Mm-hmm. We had a... Uh, a press conference, I think it was like in February of last year, and that turned out really well also because we all came together at that particular time at the Princeton Museum and Library, and, you know, the women were so elated to be there, you know, and it's like when you're looking, now you're seeing people. There was even some reunions where people, you know, hadn't seen each other in years from units that they had served in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it had a purpose for, of just bringing women veterans together also, and then it was like we just joined in as one mm-hmm. it was like you know you got a chance to, when it says operation her story because all of us have a story mm-hmm. and so you know when we get those stories out there and and we're proud at this point in time nothing could stop us at that point mm-hmm. you know and talk about Everybody. that name talk about that name because that because we always this history was made and history if you break that down is his story if you break down the word yes but you you yeah. made you named it Operation Her Story. And tell me how you came up with that, and also the significance of this, like you, what you touched on already in great detail. Mm-hmm. But give us a little bit more depth in, in that in that name, Operation Her Story. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost positive that you know during the course of some of the conversation at the committee meetings, uh, I know Jenny had Jenny had lead on that. And I do know that, you know, it, it started off with trying to, you know, what's, what do we, what's our goal here? How are we going to put this together? What's the tagline? And, you know, and things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, someone said operation, the other one said the story, you know, that type of thing, because, you know, you're thinking about, okay, what, what's going to be the outcome of this? You know, mm-hmm. this outcome is about the stories of women. And, and and how they served and the contributions and how we all have a story. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you don't hear those stories all the time, everybody has a story. Some mm-hmm. stories are good and some are, are bad. You yeah. know, but I think that even with that trip, there was some healing about that. You know, I'm almost positive, you know, and you can see, you know, like the ones who basically got really emotional about it, you know, and then coming home, I got emotional myself, you know. I mean, it, it just kind of just clicks in. I've had some proud moments in my life, you know, with 
just being, you know, uh, appointed to political positions when I wasn't political and it was on my own merit and people telling me, oh, they're not going to pick you. They're never going to pick a woman, you know, that kind of stuff. So you're talking about pride this time. I mean, this was like that pride for me at that point in time, mm -hmm. because then it became a point of, oh, my goodness, you know what I'm saying? They, we're here. They're honoring us. They're, and then, you know, families pushing it and the uh, honor, you know, flight. Chicago volunteers, everything we didn't want for anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they also, too, you so guys, kind. you have a National Women's Better United. You have a facility. Give us the address of, of your of your um, of your of your facility yes. because you have a museum actually downstairs. Yes, we do. And so, yes. give us give us your your social media, your Facebook. So, also this as a, an aside, if you're listening mm -hmm. to us on the radio, you can also hear us right now on Facebook Live right now. Just so go to Facebook, search America's Heroes Group. But tell us about yes. your facility and also how those stories are told through your museum at National Women's Veterans United headquarters. Yes, and we're located at 8620 South Pulaski Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60652, and we're in the lower level. And we opened this facility. This was our second uh, facility. Uh, we had outgrown the one at 79th and Racine. And so we got a larger space, and that meant that we could have a lot more of our history in there. And that was the whole goal is because, again, we don't want to be left out of history. And so, you know, you can call us at 872-731-731. Uh, 2150 and set up an appointment with us to give you a tour of the facility. We're very proud of all of the artifacts that we have in there. We've got uniforms. We got everything in there now. And in fact, we're in the process of looking for a building because we've kind of outgrown this space also. So within a year, you know, we've had such support from entities that we now need to kind of like expand out because we know that more women also are going to be, you know, contacting us with, the, and this came up even before the uh, honor flight, was that we're growing in numbers as well also. And so we want to make sure that people can look at their history, make sure that their families know about their history, and that's what we do within our organization. You know, it's not to be left out of history. How do we not get left out of history? We talk about our stories. You know, we were very instrumental in that Women Veterans License Plate from 2009. Wow. We encouraged them to basically be a part of that. Get your license plate so they can stop saying that's your dad and your husband and your brother's car. You know, so, you know, let them know that you are the veteran. When you go to the VA hospital, you know, put something on that says veteran so they can stop asking you like they asked me not long ago, are you here to see somebody or are you here for yourself? The thing should have been welcome. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. stop trying to figure out who I'm here to see because I belong in that hospital like any other veteran does, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at those things that are still happening in terms of not the recognition, you know, you read sometimes where some of the stores or restaurants might have a parking spot for a veteran, a woman parked in there. I saw that on the news and someone left a, a note on here and said, this spot is for veterans. You know, wow, so they crazy. saw her getting out of her car. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's still little things like that. But our organization really is stepping up. You know, we have the chapter in Rockford also, and they're stepping up in the northern region part. So, you know, we want to make sure that women feel comfortable and that they know that they matter. What they did matters. You know, stop thinking of, oh, I didn't do enough or I wasn't in long enough. You served. You served honorably. You deserve to be recognized for all 
all that you gave because some didn't give any in the military. And that's what we have as a, a comparison of why it's so important. You know, it's not just how long you stayed in. It's just, it's just that you stood up like the average American person who went into the military, man, white, black, whatever. We did the same thing. And we were in, you know, harm's way as well. Anytime you join the military, you know, you might wind up in harm's way. So you have to, you know, absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And so many didn't. You know, so many didn't, and for various reasons. And some of that is negative to, you know, the stain on America, you know, with the MST and things like that. I don't want to ever stop talking about that, Mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, we want to make sure that we are supportive of them, let them know that, you know, you still have a story to tell. And we've done that at the center, you know, uh, during the um, Veterans Day, which was June the 12th. That's what we had. We had others telling their story. Mm -hmm. What we had guests in there was some of the people had never heard of that. They never saw women veterans before. And, and believe time, it or not, so, you before, know. Before we run out of time, give real quick, yeah. give us the address and the phone number where they can get see that museum. People go and visit Thank that little facility. 8620 South Pulaski Road, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and then our phone number is 872-731-2150. And you can look us up on Facebook. It's National Women Veterans United. And just how it's on there. National Women, that's two words, and then Veterans United. So thank you so much, you know, for the opportunity to share about women because they matter. Thanks a lot, they Rochelle. Matter. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. America's Heroes Group. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.